0: This is all we got, guys. This is it. This is the podcast intro. <laughs> we're tired. We're hungry. This is it. Do you have a good clap? That's a bit uh, personal. right?
1: <laughs> no, I think so. there are some people who have a good clap. Others don't. I feel like I've got. I've, I've got a good. I feel
0: like I have I've got big hands.
1: Okay. Imagine I've just said something good. Clap me.
0: <laughs> oh, now okay. that I do, it, sounds, it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> it doesn't sound it's very like, good like a sea lion.
1: And I also say, mannerism wise, it looks quite sarcastic. You do.
0: Did the sea? or clap then. Sea line. C- you don't clap like that normally. <laughs>
1: I do, honestly.
0: You clap. You clap with your hands perfectly upright, like together, as if you were going to be. You know oh. the way. Yeah, like that was like a praying manoeuvre. How very, do you, you clap then? Sideways upon sideways. You you clap in a completely contradictory way to how I clap.
1: Do you have any other problems other than my... The way I tie my shoelaces and the way I clap, is there anything else? Now's the time. Moratorium on my faults.
0: Do you know what? That, the weirdest thing was, I was going to make a link between the way you clap and the way you do your shoelaces. <laughs> There's something slightly of the night about it. I don't know what it is. Is the podcast. If I can, can I dedicate those songs to my eldest daughter Erin, uh, who has just had a Rites of Passage moment uh, this week. She's just completed a three-night camping stay with the the rest of her class. I believe it's called a residential these days. That's it?
1: It's a Year 6 thing,
0: isn't it? It's a Year 6 residential. There was never even a phrase for that when I was a kid. Uh, But they've done amazing stuff. Uh, They've been kayaking, abseiling, made a fire, then did Jackie Potatoes on the fire, what they made... Uh, And a real life-affirming thing. I'm very proud of her and everything as well, because she's 11 and she's growing up and all that kind of stuff. But I never miss out on an opportunity to tell my kids how much tougher it was in my day. (laughs) It's dad's (laughs) prerogative, isn't it? Um, But I was just thinking about, right, and I would encourage everyone to do this right now, think about the school trips that you went on when you were a kid. Because she's already, she's only 11, she's done way more brilliant stuff than than I did in my entire school career right the way through to 15 and 16. So she's been, you know, uh, kayaking, camping and sailing and climbing and all this kind of stuff. The the pinnacle of my school trip career when I was a kid, we went to Morwellham Quay, which I believe is in Cornwall or the edge of Devon, the outer limits of Devon. Uh, And we watched a bloke in a tabard make a barrel, dressed in old-fashioned clothing. (laughs) And I could have killed him. That was an awful school trip. We did brass rubbings as well at um, Buckfast Abbey down the road. I don't think you've been... You haven't been to school if you haven't done brass rubbings. There's something about rubbing stuff,
1: isn't there, at school? It's weird, isn't it? Uh, The worst school trip I remember having had the potential to be a great one, and it was a day trip to Wembley to watch England versus the Netherlands. Oh, my word, that's an amazing school trip. 1988. It would have been an amazing school trip if they'd booked the coach properly and it didn't arrive five minutes before the end of the first half oh my, so you missed an entire half of football missed an entire half of football got there for the second half back in <laughs> the coach all the way back down to Eastbourne is just sweet. Like, potential to be
0: amazing it was terrible so look I think this is an important thing particularly for kids coming to the end of their schooling careers who, who sometimes you, they need to know how lucky they are that's the whole point of this bit so have a think we want to try and find out who went on the UK's Worst school trip.
1: Nathan says, we went to Ironbridge in Telford. It's a bridge made of iron and that is it. Two hours each way on the coach to see a bridge. I remember studying the Iron Bridge. I was never lucky enough to go,
0: Nathan. 99% certain Nathan would have rubbed that as well. Bit of <laughs> rubbing going on. And I don't mean on the, on the bus home. Just something for like uh, putting up on the wall. Something about rubbing back in that era. Stu says, we went to a farm and had our packed lunches in a barn that stank of poo. I had to change that word. Ah. Uh, we also had a half decent trip to Scarborough, ruined by the lad who brought some kippers to take back for his dad. It was one of those rainy but muggy days and they hummed all the way home for <laughs> two and a half hours. Some traumatic stuff coming in.
1: Graham in Wrexham says, we went to Wrexham Lager Brewery back <laughs> (laughs) in the 90s at the age of 16. Uh, The teachers got smashed in front of us and we couldn't even have a cheeky heart.
0: You think they'd let them have like a little bit or something? Do you know what I mean? A shandy at the very least. Uh, Alistair went to Dundee Incinerator Matt says, Loughborough Bell Foundry. Had to walk around ages looking at giant bells. And Danny says, four times a year we had to go to a salt museum. It's put me off salt for life. <laughs> uh, Kate, tell us about yours.
2: Oh, it was the worst day ever. We were taken on this journey around the M60. It was in the process of being built.
1: Now, for those who don't know the M60, that's, that's Manchester, yeah?
2: It is, yeah. The Manchester Ring Road, yeah. It, um right. And, yeah, we had to look at each junction and see how it was affected in a local resident.
0: Oh, my God, that sounds awful. I'd have been a flipping riot if I was on that bus, being made to do that.
2: I <laughs> know, uh, a group of 16-year-olds doing that all day.
0: And kids these days doing archery and abseiling, they don't realise how lucky they are, do they, Kate?
2: I know, exactly. They're all off to Alton Towers and places like that, and we get to go around the M60. <laughs>
1: Richie,
0: I reckon you'd have a little look around the M60.
1: I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue, but I'm seeing that I could have actually had quite a good day on that. You know,
0: it's his Alton Towers, Kate. <laughs> it's his Alton Towers. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. <laughs> all right. Take care, mate. See you right. later.
1: Thank
0: you. Colin says you we went to a pottery when I was a kid. We weren't even allowed to use the clay. We basically watched a potter potter about
1: true. L- Lucy in Nottingham, my son went to a sewage farm when he got Omi through his lunch in the bin, stormed upstairs.
0: It would stay with you, that smell, wouldn't it? Uh, listen to this. Uh, this person doesn't leave their name, but they say they went to Dungeness SB Nuclear Power Station, Ford Car-, Ford Car Works Dagenham, Box Hill in Surrey to measure the speed of the river, Folkestone Beats to look for fossils. Take your pick. <laughs> uh, this tweet says,
1: we went on a day out to the Woolwich Ferry as a school trip, got a coach there, got on the ferry, went backwards
0: and forwards across the Thames, back on the coach, back to school. There's something about um, whatever that kind of steam or smoke is that comes out of a ferry's... What's that thing called? Funnel. Ferry's funnel that slightly pushes me over the edge, and I don't know what it is. It (laughs) reminds me of, like, ropey seas on the way to Calais, that kind of thing. (laughs) Oh, look, we've got Grant on the line. He says he's got a bad one. Grant, what was your school trip? It was the one to our local bus depot. It was a great day out. (laughs) Wow, what was it like? What did you do at your local bus stop then? What was the school trip?
2: Well, they walked us around the workshop and then we sat in
0: the canteen and watched the overweight bus driver eat fried food and play darts. (laughs) Valuable life lesson.
1: And the other part of your school trip, generally, is actually the bus trip. So there's some kind of inception thing going on here if you're going on a bus trip to go and see buses in a depot.
0: Yeah, ironically, it was about eight minutes away from the school, so it was a really... Uh, rubbish trip, should we say? Well, I, I think this one is a contender. It's right up there, at least top three for one of the worst school trips ever. <laughs> I was dreadful. Thank you, Grant. Good. You're welcome. It's the Olympics this weekend. It's crept up, isn't it? The Olympics. It has crept it's up. come out of nowhere. Uh, and it's in Tokyo and everything, just all the essential information here on Absolute Radio. Um, I've been thinking a bit about the Olympics the past couple of weeks. So it's brilliant, and it's, it's going to be on in the mornings and stuff as well, so it would be really cool to get involved with it as well. Um, the pentathlon mm-hmm. kind of troubles me. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what the actual five events are in the pentathlon?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, you've got your fencing. Right. You've got your swimming. You've got your show jumping, then <laughs> you've got your pistol shooting and your cross country running. I think it's one of my one of my favourite events in it because they're just all so random.
0: It's just showing off. Yeah. It's just being a bounder or like a, a cad from like medieval <laughs> time Baron Munchausen, isn't it. It's like the Baron Munchausen. I can fence. I can swim. I can show jump. I can shoot. I can run. It's like you got to down a drink at the end of it or something. <laughs> I think we can bring the pentathlon bang up to date for 2021. Do you know what I mean? Uh, let, let's bring in a few like urban events, uh, modern life stuff, things you have to do these days. So we'll call it the Hometime urban pentathlon. Five events, five urban things. Anything goes, like stuff that you can do at home. Like for example, trying to get a tea bag in the bin from a distance. Yes. Trying to get it in first time. Boom. Could you do some out and about things like a stopping at zero on a petrol pump? I'm so good at that. I'm really, really good at
1: that. <laughs> oh, look at you in the urban panther. Oh,
0: what about this one then? Uh, standing on a platform and guessing where the train or tube door is going to stop at when you're there on a platform. That, my friend, is my event.
1: Debbie is suggesting ironing and folding a T-shirt. Oh, I'm
0: terrible at that. Suddenly <laughs> lagging way behind. It's weird, you know, because sometimes you'll be in like at H&M or whatever and you'll look at someone and, you, and you'll say to the person who works in the shop, do you want me to fold that for you? And they're like, no, no. no. <laughs> Hand it over. Uh, Fitso says, tripping up in public and styling it out. I'd love to see that in front of an auditorium an absolutely packed auditorium (laughs) ruf says what about throwing a slice of bread into the toaster from a distance that could be the finale like really real a real leveler at the end
1: do you know what? I've never done that. I've never done that. I've never tried to throw bread into a t- I'm going to try that tomorrow for
0: breakfast. Imagine how much better your day would be if you got it in.
1: Claire from Bath ironically says getting out of the bath without getting the floor wet. Bit of a bugbear of mine, that. I-, I always try to keep it as dry as possible.
0: I've actually been picked up on this, got a ticket as I call it in our house from Katie the other day for the amount of water I put everywhere when I'm in the shower.
1: I couldn't, I couldn't live with you.
0: I, I almost slightly get off on how much water I put <laughs> everywhere. Like a merman from He-Man or something. Weirdly, Dan from Bath. A lot of Bath Listeners, this evening on the show, he says, "What about eat a donut without licking your lips?" That'd be a tough one.
1: Oh, do you know what? That's a skill that I take no pride in being any good in. If I was that person,
0: you're missing out, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. you're missing out. Matt says, "Evening, find a parking space competition. Closest <laughs> to your own house wins bonus points for getting it on the same road." Kirsty, what are we putting on the uh, urban pentathlon? You got one, right? Yeah, putting an apple on a toddler. Fantastic. So uh, talk us through that. Would it be like floor-based snapping or maybe like you're doing it out and about in the shops in one of those awful baby changes, maybe in a oh. service station? Oh. oh,
2: Well, really, with, with a toddler anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, I mean, like my son, he, he's trying and lay him down and, you know, he just gets back up. So trying to put an actual, like... Um, nappy that does up. Not one of the slip-on ones,
1: that's cheating. I would actually back Bush up on this one. I would say one of those fold-down tables (laughs) at the service station (laughs) is just the worst place, because uh, you've got Kirsty's point of them wriggling around, but then you've got the hygiene of the surroundings on a flimsy
0: fold-down table. It's so stressful. The worst bit in those, right, the the worst time ever, service station, peak of the summer, really, really busy, queue to get in to the actual baby (laughs) change, and then the black hole of Calcutta is when you push the flap open on one of those nappy bins. And this smell comes out and it knocks you out. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, especially when
2: it's
0: warm as well. Yeah, oh, dearie me. <laughs> uh, lovely to speak to you. Kirsty, take care. And you. Lee says the laundry hold uh, must appear in the modern urban pentathlon. Competitors must lift out the entire contents of the laundry basket, carry it down a flight of stairs, points deducted for dropped socks, etc. Oh, very, I love very all good. These. Uh, we've got Chris on the line. Chris has invented a home-based Olympic event. What's it all about then, Chris? Uh, well, I've got an energy-saving light bulb, you know, type... The uh, modern ones there <laughs> on the top of the stairs. Oh, yeah.
2: And um, during lockdown, I'd get my missus to uh, flick the switch to the bottom of the stairs, and then I'd race up because there's a delay on it.
0: <laughs> you, got, uh, you hit quite a low then during lockdown <laughs> in terms of stuff to do.
1: Oh, no,
2: this, that was one of the high
1: points. <laughs> <laughs> so what well, the point is is to get to the top of the stairs before the energy-saving light bulb has saved its energy and, and turned on.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably what a three, four second delay. Did you ever? Or did I you think. ever get up there before it came on? <laughs> I did it once. Once <laughs> I did it. What uh, an amazing memory! I felt
2: like a like a true Olympian. <laughs> I, I did the, the full gymnast dismount, like a
1: uh, old Corbett at the top. <laughs> 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 One for the kids. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. But, but obviously, uh, I'm doing this in the dark as well, so there's been a few misups. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, up and down the stairs as well.
0: So. This is it, you know. If you're going to put your body on the line, though, for the if you're competing at the highest level, this is what happens, isn't it? Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. You got
1: to do what you do for your craft.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, fantastic. What an, I, I'd watch that on telly. I mean,
1: admiration for Chris. <laughs> he is our daily Thompson.
0: It's Bush and Ritchie. It's Absolute Radio. It's all those things, but more over than anything else, it's one big party.
1: It's also Tuesday. Let's add that into the conundrum because the final hour of the show on a Tuesday, we put 100 balls in a tombola. We spin it like thus. All the balls are numbered. They relate to topics that we could all have a little bit of a
0: jamboree about for the final hour. Can I just say as well, right? I don't want I don't want to big this up too much, but fair play to us for doing this in our career because we don't we don't know how this is going to go professionally for us. We don't think of any other career, right? If you look like up a, a pilot of like a commercial airline or whatever, you just, don't just get in and then pull the name of a city no. out of a hat and fly there. No. You'd never do that in a million years. I mean,
1: you got an also pilot, to be quite frank. I mean, uh, this makes us even
0: better than pilots. It really does. So uh, fair
1: play to us. No one else is going to say it. So well done for saying it. Ball nineteen. What's the strangest
0: thing you've washed? Wow, the strangest thing you've washed. Now, this can be anything. This can be someone who's managed to wash down an elephant on a uh, interrailing round India, all the way across to, if you put something strange, in a dishwasher or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You've got
1: um, something that's, that's very na- natural <laughs> washing down an Indian elephant.
0: Do you know what I mean? And,
1: and, and not... which is a dishwasher.
0: My, my uh, good friend Paulina... Uh, swears by this, she can do smoked salmon in a tinfoil parcel in a dishwasher. It's like a party piece. Oh, come on. You can cook it.
1: Really? It goes on
0: such a high temperature, you almost poach it.
1: 40 degrees is
0: what your standard dishwasher is. That's not going to be enough to do a salmon, sure. I've eaten her dishwasher-cooked salmon, and it's very, very good. The only rules are about the Tuesday tombola is that there ain't no rules... That kind of makes sense.
1: Like this from Craig, I once removed all the door handles from the kitchen cupboards and washed them.
0: (laughs) See, you laugh, but then you think, oh, I bet they come up good. That is a really slow Sunday, isn't it, doing that? (laughs) You know you've hit rock bottom doing that. Uh, We've got Rick on the line. Rick, what have you washed? My goalkeeper goes in my boots while I'm sat in the bath after the match. Whoa. You bath to
1: get the mud off yourself still wearing your gloves and your boots? Yeah, every single Saturday. It's the best way to clean them
0: so you do this all the time so you're a goalie you come back covered in mud and rather than take your kit off and wash it you sit in the bath and wash yourself all in one with fully clothed no not fully clothed just me gloves and my boots on <laughs> alright <okay. laughs> Rick don't take this
1: don't take this personally but you are living proof that goalkeeper is the strangest position of any position
0: on a football pitch <laughs> Oh, what does your other half say about this Rick she used to absolutely well she just goes off her head over it because I used to block up the sink you know
2: oh. the plug in of all modern grass and stuff. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear, what are you like? All right, good to speak to you, Rick. Cheers. Linda says, my Adidas trainers in 1987. I just attempted to climb Ayers Rock, but discovered that day that I didn't like heights, and my trainers were covered in red sand. The orange stain has never come out. Let us know the
1: strangest thing you've Strange. washed. 8:12:15 for your text. Rachel, what was yours?
2: Uh, a French horn and a trombone regularly, because they belong to my sons, and you have to wash them every three to four months in the bath. And yesterday, I washed four baritone horns and a trumpet that belonged to my local junior school with the brass band I help <laughs> out
0: with. <laughs> well, so I mean, you know, there was always kids in your year, watch- year that learned these these instruments. I had no idea you had to wash them in the bath. Isn't that weird?
2: Well, I, I did, because I'm an oboe player, and the thought of bathing my oboe makes me cry. Um, but it came as a bit of a shock to me when I had to bathe the instruments. Um, but I just took in in now, it doesn't bother me, but you do not want to see that bath when all those instruments have been in it. Well, oh. Rachel, I, as, a,
1: as a young lad, I used to like playing the cornet, and um, it's a brass instrument. I would have thought, that rusts. No,
2: you don't, don't have to water too hot, just tepid, tiny little drop of uh, washing-up liquid, and uh, then I've got a special snake that we've through oh, and washed it. It's grim. It's grim. Um, give it a good rinse and just let it air dry. So, yesterday, <laughs> the
0: four songs
2: lined up in my bathroom in the
0: heat. Amazing. So, with the instructions with these things, you could end up was- washing your French horn in the bath. Then, with a special, with, snake. With a special <laughs> snake. With a special snake.
2: With a special snake. Okay.
0: Fantastic. Well, I love the way you're wrapping every, that up. Every, you're wrapping day, that up for us.
2: Every day's, every day's a school day.
0: <laughs> it is. Indeed. Thank you.
2: Bye.
0: Take care, take care. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you do clap in an unusual way like Richard, I mean, we haven't got to the bottom of this. Maybe I'm clapping wrong. You know what? Maybe I'm clapping wrong. Home
1: time at absoluteradio.co.uk. How do you clap? We call it the clap.